Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we are continuing with our series, series called To God Be the Glory, To God Be the Glory, and our scripture, foundation scripture, is, our Father is glorified by this that you bear much fruit. So, and so prove to be my disciples. And we've been emphasizing bearing fruit. And last week, we said that we needed to ask God to give us a, a change of spiritual, now spiritual name, meaning our character and some of the things about us that uh, we know we need to change but it just hasn't happened to this point. So we talked about that last week. This week, the title of the message is really Help During Tough Times. Help During Tough Times. Now, uh, I wanted to teach on, on that because all of us, if you've been in the world in a length of time, all of us are going to, if not already, going to go through some tough times. Some tough times. And we might go to, through tough times because of many reasons. Many reasons. Uh, but how do we get through those times? How do we get through it? What do we need to know during these times that can help get us through them and still be standing? How, how can we do that? So we wanted to begin that today, and we will continue uh, next week on, on that topic of tough times, getting through tough times. And I know some people might think that we as Christians should not go through tough times as God's going to prevent us from going through tough times. The tough times is for when I was unsaved. Tough times is for the not yet saved. Christians, we can just speak to tough times and say, hey, you won't come here. We don't have to go through anything. We've given our life to Jesus Christ. So we can tell people uh, that if you give your life to Jesus Christ, everything's going to be hunky-dory. Everything's going to be okay. You don't have to worry about a thing anymore. But that's not true. That's not true. The Word of God is true. And that's what we'll start on today, is explaining a little bit about those things. Uh, let's go to Second Timothy chapter 3. Verse 10 through 12. Let's go there. It says, Now you followed my teaching. Now, the backdrop of this is that Paul is talking to Timothy. And Timothy is his like, spiritual son, uh, even though he, uh, Timothy was already saved. Uh, he's 
Timothy was on the apostolic team and all those type of things. So Timothy knew Paul very well. And so he said, now, you followed my teaching. And some verses might say my doctrine. It's the same thing, teaching. Conduct. How he acted. Purpose. Faith. Patience. Love. Perseverance. Let's stop there. Um, let's, let's look at that a little bit. We need to be following the same thing. Paul's teaching. What he's taught. Because as all, God wants us to learn the word of God. He wants us to not only hear it, he wants us to hear it, but not only hear it, but he wants us to do it. And Paul has given us some great examples of that in his life in the scriptures. And he's told Timothy, you have followed my teaching. And that's what we want to say. We have followed the teachings of Jesus Christ because because Jesus gave it to Paul. We want to say we follow the conduct that God has given in the scripture of the men and women of God. We want to follow the conduct that God has said we need to be following. What we do needs to line up with the word of God. The purpose, Paul's purpose, he was going to take the gospel. He was going to testify of Jesus Christ. But you know, the scripture also said that um, that I'm going to use him and he's going to really start seeing what he has to go through, the things he must suffer for my sake. Because then I said he didn't, want to, he didn't want to pray for him to see the sight. But that's what he told Ananias. So we are seeing here that we need to follow Paul's purpose. We need to follow his faith in Jesus Christ. We need to follow his patience, and that patience is long-suffering for people. Paul had to be long-suffering, and that's the fruit of the Spirit, which you know, that we've talked about. His love had to follow Paul's love because Paul had to love people who were, who were persecuting him. Jesus loved people who were persecuting him. Jesus loved people who were, didn't like him. Jesus loved people who were talking about him. Jesus loved people who crucified him. He died for all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So we have to do the same thing. We have to follow Paul's love. For people. And you think that one time Paul, he was stoned and, and supposedly to death. They thought who was stoning him. And after they drove him out of the city, got around him, he got up. And you would think, he said, My goodness gracious, thank God I'll never go back there again. But what did he do? He went right back there to the same place that he got stoned. He wanted to proclaim Jesus Christ. 
he had love for those who was persecuting him. His perseverance, we need to follow that. The long-suffering, we need to follow that uh, persecution and suffering that Paul suffered. We need to follow that. Such as happened to me, he's saying in verse 11, at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra, what persecutions I endured, so he, he, he endured these, and out of them all, the Lord rescued me. That's, that, 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 that is, that is sweet sound and music to my ears. And it should be to all of our ears. Sweet sounding music that out of all these persecutions that Paul went through, God delivered him out of them all. It did not say from them all. It said, out of them all. So he had to go through these things, but God brought him through. And that's what we want to want to uh, emphasize, uh, that how do we, you know, go through these persecutions? I need help going through these persecutions. Give me some, some, some uh, uh, real, real meat that I can, I can hang on to when I'm going through persecution, Lord. And that's what he's given us and started giving us today is that you can have joy in the midst of, in the midst of, even though. Because who in the world would want to be in prison, shackled, and all these things don't know what, what the outcome's going to be, and you and your friend, you're singing psalms and singing all doing it at midnight. Who wants to do that? Is that, is that something that's going to come natural to us? Or do we have to know something that we really don't know in order to do that? And I said we have to know something that doesn't come natural. We have to know something. We have to know that even though, even though I'm being persecuted, even though I'm going through some things out here, even though God is going to bring me through, he's going to bring me through. If it's his will that I suffer, he's going to be with me. We have, we have all these examples, don't we? All these examples in Scripture of how he has brought people through. And, and it's such an encouragement to us. Well, wouldn't you want to know for sure that if you get thrown in a fire of furnace, that God is going to be with you? Yeah. See, it, it's an encouragement. That I don't care if, if, if you're thrown in, in, in the fire. God can bring you through. You say, well, well, I know he can, but it might be a crispy critter. Well, it might be. But 
one thing for sure, God has given us hope. That even if I'm thrown in a fire furnace, even though I know it's a possibility that God can bring me through that and out of that without even smelling of smoke. He can. So that gives me hope. It doesn't mean that he will, but it means that he can. And so hope should never be lost regardless of our situation, regardless of what we're going through, what we're going through physically, what we're going through mentally, what we're going through socially. I don't care what's happening in the world. You can, we, we can say, well, well, you know, this is the last, we're in the last days. We are. We were in the last days when the Bible was written. It was the last days. Because the Bible said they were in the last days. You say, well, well when the Antichrist comes, it's going to be tough. Well, he said the Antichrist is already in the world. So, therefore, we know the Antichrist, the last day, is not, not here. But we know that there are people against Christ now. We know there are hard times now. We know that Christians are, are being persecuted now. We know that Christians are being mistreated now. All over the world. We are in, and we're in America, and we have it really good. And we, we, come on, we complain sometimes when, you know, we had to wear a mask, you know. And, and, and we have people who are getting uh, killed for the, for just for, for uh, saying the name of Jesus and believing in Jesus Christ. People being killed in the world. The families are disowning them in some places in the world if they give their life to Jesus Christ. So we, we, we have it good. So today, I'm starting on a couple of messages that it gives us hope. That even though times, they are not like they used to be, but thank God they are not like they're going to be. And you say, well, things are going to get better. Well, that's true. Things might get better. But the scripture says, Things are going to get worse. <laughs> that's, what, that's what the scripture said. You know? So we have to be training to be able to go through things even though. We're not in a place where if we say we are Christians, they'll take us and say, well, you know what? We're going to, in, 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 in the Olympics, what we're going to do is Instead of having a commercial break for the world, and we're going to advertise, you know, baby food and stuff, what we're going to do is have the Christians as a entertainment, and we're going to put them out and let the lions, lions eat them up. That's going to be entertainment for halftime for the Super Bowl. We are not in a nation that, that does that. But do we know that that has happened? So don't say that we're going to be delivered from persecution. You know, that God, that's not God, in God's plans for us. No. Uh, it's in God's plans to deliver us out, out of them all. Deliver us out of them all. And, and, and they would, that's why some Christians could sing. 
they'll turn their lines loose and they can hold hands and, and just pray and, and, and quote scripture. My goodness. Don't you want faith like that? I just said, did you want to go through that? I said, do you want to have faith like that? You know, want to have faith like that. And, you know, it takes, it takes all of us to be able to encourage one another to be able to go through that, to go through tough times. There are people who have tough times. Um, and you think that I was listening to a testimony of a person and they said their child had gotten killed. On, in an accident. And I can't picture that. I can't picture that. And the child was grown, of course, and, and it, not of course, but the child was grown. And I cannot picture that. I just can't picture that. It wasn't because of, he was going through persecution or anything like that. It was just his, his child uh, was killed in an accident. No, several people are like that. My next door, my across the street neighbor, their child died. And and I I taught that child. When the child was in elementary school, I taught that child. And when he was grown, he, he was he was killed in a, in a in an accident. It wasn't persecution. But I can't imagine going through tough times because it doesn't have to be persecution from the enemy. It doesn't have to be uh uh any 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 any, any things like that from, from the devil. It's just Life sometimes comes and, and, and we can't do anything about it. We don't know what, what's going on, but we know one thing. God loves us. And God is not trying to punish us because we're being persecuted, because we're being uh, mistreated. God loves us even if something bad happens to us. And we have done nothing to deserve it. But it's just sometimes, you know, you hear the statement, bad things happen to good people sometimes. And we see it in Scripture. Sometimes uh, that's what that's what's happening. But I want somebody to go through it with me. Meaning, I want somebody to encourage me. I want somebody to uh, give me some comforting words. I want somebody... Uh, to send me a note, you know. I want somebody uh, to know that, hey, you know, they're going through some things, some tough times. I need to uh, encourage this sister or this brother or this family. I need to encourage them. Tough times doesn't necessarily mean you're going through suffering for Christ's sake. And sometimes we can, the devil make you think, that, well, this is happening to you because you don't read your Bible enough. No. No, no, no. No, no. That's not, that's not so. Listen to what it said in verse 11. Persecutions and suffering such as happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, Lystra, that persecutions I endured and out of them all, the Lord has rescued me. See, Timothy knew 
about that. He, he, he didn't tell Timothy about the things that Timothy didn't know, um, didn't witness. See, Timothy's home was in Lystra. And, and Antioch and Iconium was surrounding cities. And so Timothy knew very well the, the persecutions and the, the sufferings that Paul went through. And he witnessed those things. He knew about those things. So Paul could remind him that God delivered me out of them all. Be encouraged, Timothy, because God will deliver you also. Verse 12. Indeed, all, your Bible probably does not say all. Your Bible probably say some because you probably X'd out all. Now, I hope you didn't, because it says, indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will, it didn't say might, it said will be persecuted. Isn't that something to clap for? You say, you say I'm not clapping for nothing crazy like that. Is it the scripture? Is it the word of God? Am I quoting from a, a magazine? This is the word of God. And if the godly in Christ going to suffer persecution, he's telling us ahead of time so we can prepare, we can start training for faith during hard times. And God doesn't give us anything that we can't handle. So he's gonna he's gonna give us little by little so so we can get stronger and stronger and stronger in him so that when other things happen that it might not have happened to us before, we have gotten strong enough to lift that weight also. Or we can help somebody else lift the weight. So I said, Okay God, why is it going to happen to me if I am wanting to live godly. You should protect me. There's scriptures that, you know, that, that, that like Job, he, the devil said, yeah, you, you, got a, you got a whole protection around him. You, you lower that protection. And I said, God, you put a protection around me so the devil can't touch me in no kind of way whatsoever. But thank God for Scripture. Uh, when, I'm, when I'm touched, I know that Job was too. And it says, Job, you say, well, Job sinned. Well, we don't want to be one of those friends because those friends Job had to pray for at the end. We don't want to be that way. No, we, we want to say, okay, I know if he brought Job through that, he'll bring me through this. That's what I want to say. Let's look at another scripture, First Peter. And let's go to uh, chapter 5 in First Peter. Verse 8. Let's start there. We'll probably go to 11. Now, since we know that the enemy will come. Let's 
read what God says that pertains to what we're teaching. Verse 8 says, Be of sober spirit. Now, when he tells me that, I want to know, what do you mean? And he said, look, I, I, I want you to think wisely. I want you to be sincere. I want you to be serious about this battle that you are in. I don't want you to be acting like the world. You think everything will rise and fall on just because the M, the, the, the NBA championship is going on. And you're not paying any attention to what's happening around you. I want you to be sober. I want you to think wisely. See, because your adversary, the devil, he's prowling around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. He doesn't care who it is. He's just seeking around. And, and if you're not paying attention, if you're not sober, if you're not serious, you're not really thinking about the battle that you're in and preparing for that battle, you're going to be caught off guard. He doesn't want that to happen. So he says in verse 8, in verse 9, but resist him. That's like a, resist is like a, uh, like you take an antihistamine. What, what, what do they do? Oh, antihistamine. If you take one of those things. Anybody know? It, it takes, it goes what? Resist allergies. It's resist. That, that's, that, that's, what, that's what it means. It resists. He's, he's telling that that's, that Greek word, if you look it up, it, it's like, it, it's, it's like that. Uh, antihistamine. What it does is that when you, he's saying, I want you to have something that's going to resist him. That's going to resist the devil. See, because God knows he's coming. He's walking around. He's coming. But so, I want you to prepare to resist him. Now, we know that the word of God is true, and we know we can resist him with the word of God. We can resist because we know his devices. We're not ignorant of his devices. We're not. So, we got those in mind. Oh, I know that. I know. I know why this is happening. I know that that enemy. He's trying to devour me, but I'm gonna resist him. I'm gonna stand firm in my faith. This is. I'm gonna stand firm in my faith. I'm trusting God. He can tell me all he wants to that I'm suffering. I'm going through something because I did something wrong. Because I'm not reading up. Because I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I did this. No, my God loves me. I know what the Word of God says. I'm going to resist him. I have faith in God. I have faith in his Word. It says, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are being accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Meaning that it's nothing strange 
when the fiery things happen to you. That's another scripture that says. And, and, and we had to know that because Satan, he'll tell you, tell you, ha we're doing a new thing on you. There's no new thing. There's no new thing. It's people all over, Christians all over, going through the same thing we're going with that the enemy will tell us, nobody's going through this. You're the only one going through this. Look at this. Look, look, look at all the problems you're having. Look at all this going on with your children. Look at all this. Not, not, man, I'm telling you, people who love the Lord, the Lord loves them, they don't have to go through this stuff. He's going to try to feed us lies just like he tried to feed and did feed Eve a lie. So she's going to knock herself off the right standing with God. I don't want to be knocked off. I want you all to, if you hear of me saying something that's not scriptural, I want you to say, and look, bro, you know, I know you said that, um, that, that God loves you and all like that, but do you realize that uh, sometimes you have to go through some tough times? And I, and, I, and I say, no, no, no. See, what I am, I'm a man of faith, and I speak to tough times. I say, tough times, get back. Don't come near me. And, and it, it, it does exactly what I say. Now, when you hear me say something like that, you just, you just say, hey, Minerva, let me tell you something. He is off. <laughs> he is off, you know. And... Uh, because that, that, that they, they did at one time, they, 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 they called, uh, called the people to come pick me up because I was off. When I said off, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was thinking. I didn't know what I was saying. Uh, uh, I had pneumonia. And, and so uh, they came and picked me up and everything. I still, to this day, this was not last year, year before last. It was, it was the last time I ever been in the hospital. But... I did not know and still don't know what what happened to me. I, I have no clue. They said that, that, that the ambulance came to pick me up, came to the house, they picked me up and took me to the hospital. Uh, the only thing I know of is I woke up in the hospital and the nurse was there and I was in the intensive care ward. I don't know how I got there. I don't know any of those things. And... But I thank God that my wife and my children say, look, something wrong with dad because he, he doesn't realize, you know, what he's saying, what he's doing. He doesn't realize any of those things. Uh, let's call him and get him in the hospital to get some help. And I'm thankful for them for doing that because if, if they hadn't have done that, uh, I might have I killed myself. I don't know what happened. I have no, 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 no clue because I don't remember. No. You see, don't remember whatsoever. But if you if you hear hear of me saying some some crazy, you talk to her. <laughs> talk to her. You do that. So. It says that verse ten. After you have suffered for a little while, I said, "Woo! Yes, 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 yes. I like that. I need to put that on my refrigerator because it says." After you have suffered, when? A little while. A little while. 
Satan will make you try to think, he'll try to get you to try to think that it's going to last forever. It's going to last forever. What you're going through, it's going to last forever. Don't you worry about it. And, and see, I didn't know that a lot of people suffer from uh, sleep something. Where uh, you, it's hard for you to get to sleep. It's hard for you to sleep through the night. And, and so the enemy will say, I'm, I'm going to keep you up all night, all day, every night, every day until you die. Now, some people that don't know might say, oh, my, that's not good. And you might not only miss one night's sleep, but he tells you you're going to miss the next night and the next night and the next night until you die, you know. But, you know, he lies, and you're not going to die. You might fall asleep while you're standing up. You might fall asleep when you're at a traffic light. Uh, that's, what, that's what happened to me one time. I, I mean, not one time, several times. Uh, uh, because sometimes it was been hard for me to sleep sometime and sleep through the night. And uh, if I sit, sit, sit quiet long enough, I'll fall asleep sometimes. And, um, and some people think I'm disinterested. You know, but, but see, I've been trying to work through uh, getting up every two hours of the night or something, you know. Uh, who wants to get up every, every two hours of the night, uh, all night, every night? You know, that, that's not, that's not, and then expect to stay, stay awake all the time and do your job and all this stuff, kind of stuff like that. But see, Satan will make you kind of think, I'm going to kill you. This is, not going, this is not going away. You can fit, forget it. This is going to last forever. But it's not. It's not. Now, I was telling a person that because the person that I was telling that, what they thought is because they were serving God, because they loved the Lord, because they were in the scripture, they were doing all these things and doing things for God, that they were exempt from stuff, problems, you know, suffering. But I, I told him, I said, look, this says out of them all, he's going to deliver you. It's sometime, and I told him, I said, I said, hey, remember this. And when things start happening like that, I said, this too shall pass. It's not going to stay. This too shall pass. Don't get upset with God. Don't stop reading the scripture. Don't stop loving God. Don't stop doing all those things. It's just these things happen to a lot of people who are just like you. You just don't know it. You just don't know it. Now listen to what it says. And this is so confident right here. It says, the God of all grace. See, so, so after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace. Now, isn't that good to know? Our God is the God of all grace. Not some grace, all grace. Any grace that you have, any grace that I have, God is the reason for it. He's the God of all grace. All grace. 
And grace is something that I didn't earn, you didn't earn. We can't do anything. We can't read enough. We can't study enough. We can't do enough jumping jacks. We can't do nothing enough to get to, to do this ourselves. No. He said, I am the God of integration. All grace. Any grace that you receive, I'm the reason. See, another scripture says, all good gifts are from where? Above. Comes down from the Father's life. See, so it says that the God of all grace, who calls you to his eternal glory. Now, did, did, did we call ourselves? God called us to his eternal glory. He didn't say, I called you for a little while to glory. No, his eternal glory. How long is eternal? Forever. In Christ. It's not because of you. It's in Christ. Will himself. It's not going to be your neighbor. It's not going to be your mate. It's not going to be your pastor. It's not going to be your elders. It's not going to be your job, your, your boss on the job. It says that he will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. I said, wait a minute. And this is a lot of stuff right here now. He says now, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who calls you to his eternal glory in Christ, he himself, he's going to perfect you. He's going to confirm you. He's going to strengthen you. None of that sounds like he's going to leave you. He's going to establish you. See, so you don't have to go through anything and think it's going to last forever, forever. There's no hope of of anything else in his word. And I've always told told you uh, from the beginning and still tell you all the time that we have to take the word from Genesis to Revelation. There are scriptures says here, scripture says that. We've we got to put it in context. And we've got to go from Genesis to Revelation to see what he's saying here. And so I said, well, you know what? If he's going to perfect me, he's going to confirm me, he's going to strengthen me, he's going to establish me, that means that these things that I'm suffering, these things that I'm going through, I can still believe the scripture that tells me that this right here is true also. Well, if it's true that Jesus, uh, he healed people, cast out demons, did all those things. This is in Matthew. That he did them, these things, to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet, that he took my infirmities, and he bore my diseases. So, if he said that, do I now say that cannot be true? I need to uh, take some white out and wipe that out of my Bible because I am sick. I'm in the hospital. 
I have this. I have that. So therefore, this other can't be true. Well, why can't it? If we know that he says that after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, he, he himself is going to perfect you. He's going to confirm you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to establish you. Then it might be that I need some perseverance. What is perseverance? Is you got to go through something. It's longevity, right? And therefore, I am not giving up any hope in any scripture because God has said that he's going to do all these things. And he said for me to hold on. Don't, do not, do not stop your confession of faith. Because in my word, because if I said it, I meant it. Now, that's hard to believe, isn't it? That if he says something, he meant it. If it's opposite what you're going through. If it's opposite what's been happening to you for years. But I say that I don't care if it's been happening to me all my life. I have a scripture that says this man was, 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 was blind or something from birth. But yet, he got his sight. After years, after years, after years. Is that possible? See, that, that, that's why we got to have hope. That's why we got to endure until the end. Because he who endures to the end shall be saved, Scripture says. So I say what verse 11 says, to him be dominion forever and ever. And can you say, amen, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.